You're listening to Old Wisconsin Athletics, the podcast. My name is Alex Strofe, and I am here with Brewers second baseman Scooter Jeanette, Blizzard head coach Tommy Williams, Timber Rattlers manager Matt Erickson, point guard Brandon Knight. I've never seen anything like. Is there by any chance a day where you just wake up and you think to yourself, I'm not going to suck today? And now, to the podcast. Absolutely, Victor Hensley. That's the man. We'll have him on tomorrow, but today we're going to have Tony Negvital on. But I should get to myself first, who's going to be here with you every single day. We do the show. My name is Alex Strofe. I'm the host of All Wisconsin Likes the Podcast. Thank you for listening to the very first edition here on July 20th, 2015. This fantastic Monday morning. Beautiful day in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We'll talk a lot of things before we bring on Tony. We'll talk a lot of things with Tony, and then I'll send you on your way. Uh, hopefully a 30-minute show we'll have for you today. We're going to have a fun week. Fun first week, for sure. I'll bring on some of the guys I love to talk sports with. Some of the guys you love to hear sports with, and so forth. So let's get right to it. I'm not going to talk Brett Favre quite yet, who obviously dominated Wisconsin sports headlines this past weekend, his induction to the Packers Hall of Fame, his jersey retirement, first guy to ever do both in the same night. But I want to start with the Brewers. Last 22 games for the Brewers, 16-6. and six. Last 22. Talk about a turnaround. Standing at 41 and 52 now. After a three-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were second in the uh, NL Central. A three-game sweep to come off the All-Star break. Since the All-Star break, the Brewers are 3-0 off the day. As you're most likely aware, host the Indians in a two-game stance beginning tomorrow. I'll be at the first one. So I'm excited for that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Taylor Youngman, who I want to talk about, really. This kid came up June 9th, made his MLB debut on June 9th. It is July 20th, July 19th, the last game he played in. Taylor Youngman, a rookie in the MLB, 5-1. and one. He is 5-1. and one. Just beat the Pirates on a five-hit performance. Seven innings of work. Five hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. This kid's doing phenomenal things for the Brewers. Really came out of nowhere in my eyes. I mean, I didn't see him coming up and being this good. I mean, I know who he was. Didn't see him coming up and just throwing phenomenally starting in June. But who saw the Brewers starting out as bad as they did, especially the start they had last year? I don't know. It's stuff you can talk about. It's stuff we're not going to talk about because 3-0 since the All-Star break. Can't talk about being bad when you're 3-0. 22 games, the last 22 games. 16 wins. We've talked about that, though. We have talked about that. 16 wins in the last 22. That's incredible. That's a good turnaround. Craig Council is doing something right. Hopefully it's not what Ryan, Ryan Braun was doing. But let's, there's my joke. All right. I want to talk Brett Favre now. So the induction ceremony was really cool. I was not in the atrium. I was in the stadium with 67,000 other people. But I was in the stadium. I was able to watch it um, when he came on the field, talked to the fans, cried a little bit, which I did expect. 
I don't know how many people expected that, but I know that I said he would cry 30 seconds in. Didn't even take that long. Didn't even talk before he cried. I don't know why he didn't expect such a reaction, though. A four-minute standing ovation is kind of what I expected going into it. I didn't know if he'd talk four minutes in. I think it. Was, I thought the standing ovation would be longer. I'm not saying like my expectations were failed. They got a lot louder in there than I thought it was going to. But how did Brett not expect that reaction? The tickets sold out in an hour and a half. Sixty-seven thousand of them. I'm just saying, hour and a half. You got to know you're not getting booed. You're not getting booed. How many years later? This dude won Super Bowl 31 for the Packers. This dude started in so many straight games. This dude, he's the greatest quarterback in NFL history. There's some debate to be done there, but I think he is. If not second or third. Not the debate I'm trying to get into. I'm just saying. Brett Favre is incredible. Absolutely phenomenal. Nice banner in the atrium now with a great picture of him. 93 to 2007. Number four, Brett Favre. Really cool stuff. Came out and just thanked the fans. He said, I could thank you all till tomorrow, the fans being you all, but it wouldn't be enough. Brett, we couldn't thank you enough, man. The fans could not thank you enough for all you've done for the Green Bay Packers. The dude's having fun and getting paid. Isn't that all we wish we could do? Have fun and get paid? That's what Brett Farber's doing. He was making a lot more money than most of us are. Having a lot of fun. Throwing touchdowns, throwing risky passes, picking up Donald Driver over his shoulder. Connecting with guys like Sterling Sharp. Just really cool stuff it was yesterday. Um, when Larry McCarron started the atrium presentation, he said he's introducing all the Hall of Famers, Packers Hall of Famers that was already there. And then he said after he introduced uh, the last ones, he said... Now, he may not be in the Packers Hall of Fame yet, but I'd like to welcome Donald Driver. And that's got to be next year's inductee, not a doubt in my mind. They better do the same thing they did with Brett. Open up the stadium for Donald Driver, because Donald Driver, I mean, he was not only a fan favorite, he's the all-time leading receiver in Green Bay Packers history. So I'm going to stop right there. I mean, you don't need to, you don't need to hear that anymore, you know? It's, uh, it's good stuff. I mean, that, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Absolutely phenomenal, I mean, if Donald got inducted next year. That's all I got for that, though. Uh, so Favre inducted Saturday, goes down to Madison, Camp Randall Stadium, to play a flag football game on Sunday. My buddy Tony, Tony Nagabajal, who we're bringing on in just a few minutes here, he was at that on Sunday, yesterday. Got to watch the flag football game, so we'll bring him on in just a second here. Uh, Tony Nekvital, the all-Wisconsin Athletics writer. But I just want to go over what we're going to be doing this week. We're going to be talking Wisconsin sports, national sports, everything. It's not only all-Wisconsin Athletics. We're talking more than all-Wisconsin Athletics. Um, we're going to try to get some coaches on this week from different teams. We'll see who. We'll see what we're talking about. But I know tomorrow we'll be talking a guy, to a guy from all the way from North Carolina by the name of Victor Hensley, one of my best friends, if not my best friend in the business. Uh, as you heard me say at the beginning of the episode, thank you, Victor Hensley. He's the guy who said, and now to the podcast, you'll hear his voice every single day we do the show. And you'll hear him tomorrow as well. So let's do it. Let's bring on Tony Negbatal of OldWisconsinAthletics.com. Tony, how are you? 
I'm good, man. Thank you for asking. I'm glad you could be here on the first edition of All Wisconsin Athletics, the podcast. Really cool stuff. Um, so, I mean, let's. We, we, I was just talking about it before. Uh, Brett Favre, man, he dominated the news this weekend, obviously. Uh, just his induction, his jersey retirement, all that good stuff. So, I mean, you were actually able to attend the flag football game down in Madison. So, you, we were talking earlier. We were talking earlier tonight, and you, uh, you were telling me he could still throw the football. That's that's just very funny if you ask me. I mean, uh, Javon Walker. You remember the guy? I mean, he was just oh, yeah. Oh, co- yeah. cocky dude. It, 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 loved him. You had to love him. You couldn't hate him when he was in the Packers. Oh yeah, you couldn't hate him. He was cocky, but you couldn't hate him. Yeah, I mean, um, so I mean, there was there was a lot of other guys out there. I mean, Craig Nall was out there. He's warming up with a beer. I think. Uh, yep, yep. Who else? Donovan McNabb. He was the other quarterback, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I was surprised to see him today. There was talk that he might not make it because of his recent DUI, but everyone was by his side or whatever, and he was ready for it. He could still throw it, too, for his age right now. He could still run a little bit. He could still throw the ball. That's good stuff. Uh, I mean, it was, and it, I mean, this is all like donated to Favre's charity, so I mean, uh, it's all good stuff. Definitely all good stuff for Favre this weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, other than that, I mean, did you, you, you watch a little bit of the ceremony that you told me? I mean, you saw some speeches, so just give me some of your thoughts on that stuff. I mean, just he was, just how he choked up or whatever, you could just see that besides getting to go to the Vikings, the right team or whatever, at heart, he's the backer. And the biggest thing he said was when he said the fans, and right when he said that, he choked up on the stadium, just erupted. And I thought that was just great that happened. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, like, like I was saying earlier in the show, I mean, I was there. I, it was just it was incredible, man. It was just a four-minute a four standing ovation doesn't happen. And Favre said it himself. What team can sell out the stadium when there's not a game going on? Exactly. That's, exactly. It felt like a game. I know some people that were there, and they just said it. It felt like they on any Sunday at Lambeau. That's just the incredible part. It won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. It won't happen anywhere else. I mean, you go to you go to thirty-one other teams. You will not sell out for a player induction, even if it is Brett Favre. I still don't think you'd sell seventy thousand ish tickets. I mean, that's 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 absolutely insane. But it's really cool stuff. I think if they had the flag football game in Green Bay instead of Madison, it would have darn near sold out. How how was it in Madison? Did they sell out? Um, there was a decent amount of people there. You could uh, a, a lot of Definitely tell people shifted from one end to the other, went to the Packers side. They didn't have the second level seating available, but there was probably a good 20, 25,000 people there at least, honestly. Well, that's not too shabby then. Good stuff. I mean, uh, but I mean, yeah, we've talked about Far for a good, I mean, ten minutes already on the show. So I mean, I'm ready to move on. I mean, we got some other stuff to talk about. I mean, you definitely wanted to bring a couple things up. So I mean, it, the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, the, I mean, the uh, stadium deal. That is, I'm really glad that passed. Uh, I think in the long run, Wisconsin will realize it's a good thing. There's obviously open opinions about it, but this is a great basketball team, and I think people just pay attention to that. They'll be up there with the Packers and Brewers in a year or two. And that that's honestly the truth. I mean, after... You had some big signings. You got Giannis. You got Jabari. You got Michael Carter. Williams. You got a solid team. But the thing is, they already got they, no, they got Chris Middleton locked this offseason, and 
will have thirty million this next season. I'm assuming they'll get Jabari or Giannis or both signed then, and then the following year, same thing. You can get MCW signed then. It, it just looking like a nothing but good future, and I mean now you got that Steam deal passed, so. I don't think either of us legitimately thought that the Bucks were going to Seattle or Las Vegas. I don't think I really either of us. I really didn't. I was just like, no way, this can't be true. This yeah, be true. I, I, I didn't legitimately ever believe it. I didn't think it would ever happen. I'm, I, I, but I'm glad it didn't. I mean, you really can't go. Uh, what big city doesn't have? What big city? Legitimately big city. Milwaukee being one of those. Only one major sports team. I can't really name one. I mean, even if you go all the way as small as Kansas City, they have three or four, I, I don't know what I'd offhand, major sports teams. So you can't, uh, you cannot, you only go with the Brewers, who, I mean, three and the All-Star break, which I was bringing up earlier, but yeah. I mean, the Bucks are going anywhere. It was nice to see the stadium deal passed. That's going to make yeah, a really it nice. Looks like a, it looks like it's going to be a really nice stadium, too, and it's not just the stadium. Like, $500 million goes to the stadium, and $500 million goes to, like, bunch of like sport sporting and stuff outside the stadium so when they say that it will create jobs that's why they're saying that it's gonna be really good for Milwaukee it's gonna be good for Milwaukee as a city you took the words right in my mouth that's exactly what I was gonna say it's gonna be great for the city of Milwaukee it's gonna be a great stadium I mean the Bucks are gonna bring people into Milwaukee and that's why you can't get rid of a major sports team exactly they're a legit team and I mean speaking of the legit team we had some summer league action not a whole lot of big names playing. Uh, Rashad Vaughn, though, having a pretty solid outing. Uh, the first, yeah, I mean, uh, great pick, great pick in my opinion. Mm-hmm, definitely, I'm really liking that he fits the Bucks system. He's 18 years old. He's six six, so he fits the unit height that they're going for. And he can shoot three, and he's really making a name for himself in the summer right now, summer league. And that's what you got to love at a first-round guy, you know. Uh, we were in an interesting position where we really didn't know who we were going to take. Uh, a lot of people thought Sam Decker, but then the, the Bucks shut that down. They didn't want Sam Decker, so they went with Rashad Vaughn, which, I mean, wasn't a name on a lot of people's boards uh, there that pick. But, I mean, obviously, like you said, he's making a name for himself. It's definitely able to shoot the three. He fits in. It was just an th- athletic yeah, I kid. I didn't know much about Rashad Vaughn until the Bucks drafted him, and then when I was researching him, it seemed like if he didn't uh, – I think it was a torn ACL. He had some torn ligament in his knee, and if that weren't to happen, he would have been a lottery pick, it seemed like. He said he was going to enter the draft after his, his freshman year. There was already high hopes on him. Like, this could be a steal of the draft, potentially. Yeah, and I, like I said before, just I, I'm really liking that pick. I mean, what, what are some other names standing out for you uh, in Summer League? Um, uh, there's this one guy for the Bucks again. Think of him off the top of my head, but he's coming. He's also close to averaging twenty a game. Yeah, I, I can't put my finger on his name either. I, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. But I mean, I thought I'd say Bradley dude to Johnny Bryant. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I like that. I like that. Is Johnny O'Brien gonna make the team? I don't think he will. I think he will be part of a small trade if the Bucks decide to depart with Giannis or Jared Bayless, or he'll go into the summer and they'll send him to the summer league. But I don't think the Bucks really have a need for him getting Greg Monroe, the power forward position, and it seems like they want to get Don Henson locked up and he's going to have a beer, which I love. Yeah, and how big of a sign uh, Johnny Henson be? I mean, John Henson had that power forward spot. Even if he is coming off the bench, John Henson's a dominant power forward. This year, there's a handful of games where he'll have 20 minutes, and then there's going to be games where 10 to 50 minutes where 
And sometimes in this team, in a, in a game, he'll put up uh, four blocks. Yeah. Like, if he gets he admits him, he has eight point double digit rebound, four to the last type guy. If he's got the and I think him and Greg Monroe would be a great deal. Yeah, and I love it. I mean, if, if we can get him locked up, that's just an incredible signing for the Bucks. I mean, oh god, I I just love it. The the Bucks, honestly, I th- I think I told you this before the show. I mean, the Bucks are making me so excited. You look at the, the projected signings and MCL, you're still in Jabari, Giannis, and uh, Monroe. I mean, that's just. Incredible. That's a top team in the Eastern Conference. That is, that is. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just the Milwaukee Bucks because they've been so bad the last 10 plus years. But it's, they're very for now, and they're going to be like, wow, this but, is a team. They're on, they're on the come up. There's, there's not a doubt about that. But you bring up trades. I think there's a team in Milwaukee that's looking at some trades. We talked about Lou Croy a little bit uh, over on the Brewers side of things. Yes, I think there's the talks that, okay, we're going to trade Gomez or Segura. They're the top of the trade market. But if you think about it, Carlos Gomez is a spark plug to the Milwaukee Brewers. And I think they could afford to lose Lou Croy in the long run. I think in the next three to four years, he's going to become a first baseman. His Hitting hasn't been there, and but he's a great he's a great catcher at fielding all that stuff. I think he has the value right now, and teams would love him. And I would love to get really Corey over Gomez or Segura. Yeah, I mean uh, Segura's still being pretty young. Gomez still pretty young. Luke Corey's getting up there. You as you brought up. I mean, um, he's kind of been all over the trademarks. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Segura, he's through uh, team control through. 2017 or 2018, I want to say, and that's huge. Yeah. Is 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 it legitimately possible that the Brewers are going to ship off Lucroy before the trade deadline? I don't think they will, but I think they should. I don't uh, think they will. Either. I I just really think it's it's one off season for Lucroy. I don't know if they're ready to. I mean, part ways with him. I mean, he's been such a stud over the last how many years for the Brewers. I don't know if they're ready to say, you know, one one bad year, yeah, you're gone. I, I just you brought up the first baseman, so he's definitely got a future in in the MLB. So I don't know, I don't know. I mean, if Luke Roy is not, if he's going to be the two forty, two fifty type of hitter and gets moved to first base, that's just a downgrade to Milwaukee because they'll downgrade that catcher, and you can definitely get a better first baseman that can hit better than a two fifty average. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. Right. I know. It's, I know it's one bad year, but I don't know. I think it's a risk Milwaukee can take. And uh, Carlos Gomez, he's obviously going to be the hottest guy on the market for Milwaukee, and the teams that have expressed interest the most is the uh, New York Mets. But the Mets also said they don't want to trade uh, Noah Syndergaard, Stephen Matt. Uh, what was the other two? Uh, Jacob DeGrom and Matt Harvey. They don't want to trade any of them. And yeah, that's so. With that, with that being said, if you can't get a, a pitcher like that for Gomez right now, you can get just as better a deal if you ship him next year. Exactly. I mean, the Mets are really on the come up though in that rotation. I mean, they've they they've got a lot of studs in that rotation. So giving okay, up one for a solid rotation. spark. I mean, they don't want if to. Do the it. Mets, I wouldn't trade anybody in that rotation either. But if you want to play with Carlos Gomez, but you say we don't want to trade our top four pitchers when that's clearly the top position Milwaukee would be seeking, 
I would say no deal in a heartbeat Milwaukee and New York Mets off your list of trade partners for Carlos Gomez. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, no, I mean, no question about that. But three, you know, I brought it up earlier. I want to. I want to. I want your thoughts on this though. Um, I was talking about Taylor Youngman, who's just been phenomenal. He had another phenomenal performance. Performance rather. <laughs> Yesterday against the Pirates, sweep of the Pirates. They they're three notes since the All Star break. The Brewers are. Taylor Youngman comes in the third game, uh, been six to one. Fans five of them, uh, five hits and in seven innings. Only one earned run though. So I mean, it, it was a solid performance again from Youngman. He's five and one since June ninth when they the Brewers brought him up. So he's just been phenomenal. Yeah, that's been a great addition to Milwaukee. Just another pitcher that showing some pretty good potential and they can build around him kind of reminds me of how when uh, Mike Fires brought up two years ago I think young men and players will be two great pitchers to build around right now yeah and I, I really hope you're right with that because the, the Brewers were uh, they weren't looking too shabby in the beginning of the year now standing at 41-52 mm-hmm. it's not like they're going anywhere I don't think they're going to make playoffs so I mean there's no one you can go butt up there's no one you can go butt up I mean last year they Started off ridiculous and then ended up terrible. Yep. The opposite could happen. Do I think it will happen? No. Statistically, it could. You never know what could happen. That's the that's the funny thing about it. That's the fun thing about baseball. It's, you play 162 games, anything can happen. Definitely. Now, uh, I, w- I want to move on to the last thing. I, I, wasn't, I didn't have the chance to talk about it earlier. Uh, this just came across last night. I don't even know if you've seen it yet because we haven't talked about it at all. But uh, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, we're going back to the Packers, they've actually expressed interest in wide receiver Reggie Wayne, formerly with the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, I don't know if you I even saw yeah. Did you see that? I I think they could definitely, they could definitely afford it. Yeah. It would, make their, it would make their receiving core that much greater. It's with young receivers like Randall Cobb, uh, Ty Montgomery, Jared Aberderis. Wayne probably has one to two years left, and I'm be a great mentor for these guys. I actually like that a lot. I, you said it perfectly, my friend. Yeah, I mean Reggie Wayne coming to Green Bay, catch a pass from Aaron Rodgers for one to two more years. I mean, if he's deal, he'll probably be a one-year deal. That's what's gonna be. And he wants to become the best player in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback by far, if not the best player. You couldn't, you cannot go wrong there. And I mean, you're you're you're, you're playing alongside guys like Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. If you put Reggie Wayne on that team, he'll be, it'll, he'll probably be the number three receiver. Number three or number four for sure, yeah. Not a doubt. Number three, number four. He'll, he'll probably rotate, rotate between those two spots. And they'll give Jan, uh, Janice, uh, Devontae Adams, and Ty Montgomery some spots right there. That's yep. a, uh, I'm sorry, not Milwaukee. Green Bay has a, that's a great trio of receivers with Nelson, Wayne, and Cobb, uh, Help Montgomery and Jan, uh, well, Adams developed. And even, I mean, Adams already had a terrific rookie season, so I mean, it's, it's almost a guarantee, even if Wayne comes to Green Bay, he's in three spots. So I'm thinking Wayne will even fall into that fourth spot, replacing Jared Boykin, who's now with the Carolina Panthers. The thing that's scary about Milwaukee, uh, well, Green Bay's receivers is, uh, I think Montgomery is can be better than Adams right off the bat. Yeah. It, I, like, yeah I can't even disagree. He's a bigger Randall Cobb, it seems like. You just put a bigger Randall Cobb out there. There's another big receiver. He'll... Oh, yeah. He has a lot of ones. The Packers are already scarier than they were last year. And that's scary because they were 
30 seconds away from going to Super Bowl 49. Mm-hmm. That's scary. They're That's... not going to forget about that. Oh, absolutely they're not. They're not going to forget about that. Absolutely not. For the rest of their lives, they're going to just hold that in them. They're, they, they're going to have a great team. Mark my words. I agree with you, Tony. I, I absolutely agree with you. I called you a jack of all trades earlier. You've done that here. I mean, Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks, Green Bay Packers. We're talking to Tony Nagvital about WisconsinAdlux.com. You really know what you're doing, man. I mean, it's it, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you love your sports just as much as the next guy. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh... Wisconsin, Wisconsin sports, like, they have a great... All three teams are great, and they can all be at the top of their divisions like uh, the Milwaukee Brewers they're really not far away if they trade the right players I agree I mean you make a couple moves in that organization they're only 11 games under 500 at this point exactly they could still make the wild card if the right things happen it's not out of it's not out of the way out of the race no you're right I mean the way they're playing right now they're 3-0 since the all I know that's not a huge deal but I'm still looking at it Mm -hmm. oh yeah sweep against the Pirates, who's right up there in the division. They're the second That's place in the NL Central, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second place in the right NL Central. Yep, absolutely. You know what you're saying, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on today. We'll talk. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. I mean, you'll be oh, you'll yeah, be on yeah. here. I mean, probably once a week, without a doubt. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So definitely, thank you for coming on here and shooting the crap a little bit. I do appreciate it. No problem. No problem. I'm glad to be here. And uh, it, it'll be a, it, this will hopefully be a fun show. I mean, I, I, obviously a great first episode. Um, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Tony. We'll talk to you soon. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. All yeah, right. Man. Take care. All right. Yeah, you too. Host Tony Nagvatal, WisconsinAthletics.com here, and all Wisconsin Athletics the podcast. I apologize for the audio quality, as it may not have been as good as it was earlier. But now we're down to the final couple of minutes here. So, yeah, that came across the um, the, the the newsroom, per se, that Packers are interested in Reggie Wayne. This guy caught passes from Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and now Aaron Rodgers in, in his career. If Reggie Wayne signs with the Packers, you can't even cover that receiving core. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Reggie Wayne, Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery. Jared Arbert is technically his rookie season. He tore his ACL last year. Jeff Janis, he got experience. I'm probably forgetting more receivers. It's receivers right there that... If I'm an NFL defensive back, I'm scared of the Green Bay Packers. I don't care if you're Seattle. I'm still scared of the Green Bay Packers. Reggie Wayne's still good. That's all I got for you. That's that's really all I got for you. Reggie Wayne can still be a threat. But hey, I thank you for listening to episode numero uno of All Wisconsin Likes the Podcast. Here on YouTube and all of the above. We'll be back. We will be back tomorrow with Victor Hensley, who you heard in the intro, as I mentioned earlier. We'll have a couple other guests this week. Wisconsin Baseball Central will be here on Thursday. Alex Shibon, co-owner of all or Wisconsin Baseball Central. But that'll do it for me. My name is Alex Strofe. Thank you for listening to All Wisconsin Athletics, the podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.